Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. All over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Church Board Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke. Hope you guys have had an amazing week and a great start to the week that you're at right now. Um, I have a quick testimony just to say before, you know, we get into today. We definitely have a very serious conversation we have today just given the current world events. Um, but, you know, on like kind of like a lighter note. I told you guys I got a job last week, and today's my first day, so it's just glory to God, you know. Um, I have a whole testimony about this whole job, man. Um, you guys are there if you if you've been listening to this podcast for maybe like since COVID. Um, you guys know how long I was unemployed for. You know that journey, um, and there's probably a lot of you all who might not know what you want to do or might be in a place where you're unemployed, looking for something different. Um, so you know the pain, you know how it feels. For me, it was an 18, 18 month long journey, um, and I can probably say, man, that I am finally in the career that I want, doing what I want, making the money that I want, and I just want to give God all the glory, honor, and praise before we get into anything today because He deserves it. I prayed for specifics. I prayed for specific compensation. He gave me more than that. I prayed for 401k, healthcare, the benefits. He gave me those things. I prayed for him to break protocol on my behalf. He did that. Like when I tell you, God has really shown me just this year um, that he genuinely hears your prayers and. He acts on it. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that he gives you everything that you want. Excuse me. And that doesn't mean that he's going to give you everything that you want when you want it. Excuse me. But, you know, God hears us and he loves us and he wants good for us. And I have been a recipient of his goodness and I'm so thankful to him. And I'm thankful to everybody who has been praying for me and helping me just on my journey. I've had many people who give me who give me advice, who have looked at my portfolio, people who've been praying for me, people who have just honestly been in listening ear to different times. You guys have really been in listening ear to the times I've, you know, been struggling with. You know, I'm, I'm a man and I'm an evil boy, man. Like, you know, in our culture, you work, you handle business, you take care of people, you, you know, like a lot of our dignity is tied to just making sure that we're able to handle business as, as men. And, um, it was tough. It was a tough journey. Um, even thanks to, you know, a lot of the friends that I made along the way. So, you know, I give God the glory and, uh, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. So I definitely want to encourage all y'all, whether you're in college, whether you're not in college, um, you know, out, out of college, unemployed, whatever it is, continue to pray, continue to, you know, be diligent. Um, and, and God's going to provide because I, and I know that he will, because he's done it for me and we don't serve a God that's into partiality. He will do it for you as well. Um, a second thing I want to say before we get started, I just want to say thank you once again to InterVarsity at UCLA and Black Church Ministries at UCLA. I, I got to speak at, um, Catalyst, which is their large group that they do, their weekly large group this past Thursday. Um, and it was dope. It's always a privilege to get there and, and to be able to speak in front of those people. And um, yeah, I just want to say thank you for that. You know, I'm starting to like really start 
preaching in public. Like I got to preach at my church twice this year already, uh, preaching at Catalyst twice this year already, um, preached at another church before. So, you know, warming up, you know what I'm saying? I feel like the nerves, the nervousness of it is like, like digressing. Like I'm starting to be less and less nervous up there and really just be able to be myself and preach how I preach like behind here, obviously, you know, behind this podcast, talking to a camera is not the same thing as talking to a crowd of people. But, you know, we good. We good. We get in there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, again, a lot of great experience in. Um, so I just want to say thank you to that. Um, but we're going to get to this episode. All right. This episode is, of course, inspired by recent events. Everything that's going on in Israel and Palestine because um, there's a lot going on and it's all very terrible to see. You know, I've, I've seen a lot. I've heard a lot. I have heard different perspectives. I've done my own personal research. Am I there to give you a great explanation of everything that's going on? No. And if I'm being completely honest with you, that's why I'm very insecure when it comes to just offering my opinion. It's not that I'm scared because obviously I've said a lot of things that a lot of people might have not liked on this podcast already. You know, <laughs> I've been dragged before. I've been canceled before. That's that's not really the issue. But you know, I'm really the type of person that wants to be very educated and informed before I offer any of my takes and opinions. So this is not going to be an opposite, an episode where I tell you everything about the history of this issue. Right. Like, but I felt it necessary to have this episode. This episode is not meant to promote any, you know, Israeli propaganda or or Palestinian ideals. This episode is not meant to ignore the oppression of Palestinians as well. It's not meant to demonize all Jewish people or denounce the existence of their sovereign nation, Israel, because I, I've been hearing it's a lot, man. There are people on this side, people on that side. I see, you know, and we live in a society where the extreme voices of each side are the ones that are always amplified. And I think that that just makes everything worse. Um, this episode is not for that. This episode is really geared towards the Christian bystander, like myself, you know. And I think we have a lot of cognitive dissonance here. I had written a, a blog post about um, this whole issue back in I think it was in 2021 when there was a lot going on and, and i think like the israel army was like burning things down and like you know displacing people from their houses and and i wrote a piece on it on, on the website you could just search it up search up israel palestine on on unassociated.com um and really i i felt it necessary i had a friend actually like you know ask me about it and i sent her like the article so you know even me i got to to reread the article and and I wanted to pull something from that article and kind of just preach it today. Um, we're going to talk about the Good Samaritan. Um, before we get there, I just want to say it's I I found it difficult and and I I okay let me let me say this first. This episode is not going to be satisfactory to either side. I'm just going and I, and I'm not here to be satisfactory. I'm just here to express the real cognitive dissonance here. Um, and what I believe that if there's anything that we could stand on as Christians, it's going to be the word of God. All right. Um, what I've seen are literal, like you hear one narrative on the news and you hear another narrative on TikTok. you know, like you hear one, one side, they're saying that they're the problem. The other side is saying that they're the problem. And then they're pressuring you to choose 
And to the point where it's like you're scared to choose because no matter what it is you choose, you're going to have half of the world, if not more of the world, literally trying to destroy you. <laughs> I've seen literal like things reported one day and then redacted the next day. And it just seems like we're all being fed the propaganda for one side or the other rather than just the actual facts. And if, if you want to know exactly what's going on, the real history of what's going on, then you have to really go out of your way yourself and try to figure it out. And then even with that, it's like there's some bias based on like where you want to believe that the history of the situation starts. Some people will say that, oh, this entire story starts in mid 1900s and other people will say oh, we're going back to Bible days and. It, it, it's a lot there's a lot of pressure there's a lot being said there's a lot of people talking and i don't even think that they've done the research there's a lot of people posting support for this or posting support for that because they're just have friends that are in that you know population that are pressuring them to do those things there are a lot of people saying that if you're silent then you're the problem and i hear it all i hear it all um and like i said i'm not here to be to promote one side or, or the other side. Um, I have my opinion, don't get it twisted, but I want to use this particular platform to, if we're going to have an opinion, if we're going to make an action, it needs to be rooted in the word of God. And I think that there's the teachings of Christ that can help us to approach these situations or really teach us to approach these situations in a Christ-like manner. Because I've seen a lot, but the one thing that I have not seen is Christ-likeness, period. So we need to get to the P's and Q's. So I'm not going to tell you who to support today. I'm going to tell you what we should stand on. And that's the word of God. Because that's what we stand on. That's our rock. That's our foundation. It's the truth. It is the word of God. So we're going to go. Like I said, this episode is going to be inspired. Excuse me. By um, the article that I wrote where I talked about the Good Samaritan. And I think that this is such a great parable. And it might we might not really understand how great it is if we don't have a lot of historical context or it's just the context that surrounds the actual information that Jesus is giving in this parable. So we're going to go to Luke chapter 10. We're going to start at verse 25. We're going to go all the way to 37. I know that's 12 verses, but nevertheless, we're going to read it all. We're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to break it up. All right. We're going to chop it down. Luke chapter 10, verse 25. So I know verse 25 says this and behold, a certain lawyer or like a scribe, right? Like I, I've I read some commentaries. It's not talking about like just simply a lawyer, but this is essentially communicating that this is someone who is very well educated on the word of God. So it says a certain lawyer stood up and tested him. He's trying to test Jesus, right? Saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Verse 26. He said to him, Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, Jesus said to him, You have answered rightly, do this and you will live. But he, wanting to be justified, wanting to justify himself, talking about the lawyer, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? This person, we'll stop right there, but this person 
comes to Jesus. He's trying to test Jesus. You know, how do I how do I have eternal life, Jesus? Jesus says, well, don't you know the commandments? Follow those commandments. Love God. Love your neighbor as yourself. But this guy, you know, he he asked this question because he's trying to test Jesus. He's, I don't know what his game plan was, but nevertheless, he's not asking from a genuine standpoint. But nevertheless, I'm very happy that he asked this question because the answer to this question is something that we all need to know. And the answer to this question is relevant to a lot of what's going on right now. Who is your neighbor? God gave us the command to love our neighbor. Who is your neighbor? We need to know. Who's your neighbor? Is it your family? Is it the church? Is it your literal neighbor? Is it your friend? Is it only the people that agree with you? Is it only the people who share the same ethnicity with you? Or share the same race with you? Is it only the people that you like? Is it only the people that greet you? Is it only the people that you don't have beef with? Is it only the people that love you back? Or can it be an atheist? Can it be a Muslim? Can it be a Palestinian? Can it be a Jewish person? Can it be anyone? Who's your neighbor? And this was such an important topic. Some of the commentaries I read talked about how at this time, these Pharisees, these scribes, these people that felt like they knew everything about the word of God, the way they thought they needed to love their neighbor was by loving those who did righteously and all the people who society would deem as unrighteous you can hate them you can spit on them you can treat them however they want whatever it is that's why you know when jesus was sitting with the tax collectors tax collectors were the ops why is he sitting with tax collectors why is he talking to the harlot what is he because they were saying they 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 heard the instruction of love your neighbor, but they didn't define everybody as their neighbor. They had a definition for neighbor that they came up with themselves, just like we often have a definition, a definition for neighbor that we come up with ourselves. So thank God that Jesus gave us the answer. Who is our neighbor? Let's continue to read Luke chapter 10. Let's go to verse 30. Then Jesus said to him. Or then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothes, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he had and when he saw him, he passed on the other side. Whoa. Okay. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. Whoa, that's two people. Verse 33, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on, a, on um, his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. Look at that. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him, and whatever more you spend when I come again, I will repay you. So... Which of these three did you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? That's what Jesus asked. And he said, the lawyer said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Hmm. Go and do likewise. 
This lawyer comes to Jesus and asks him, how am I supposed to have eternal life? Who is my neighbor that I should love? And Jesus tells him this, this parable of the good Samaritan and says, go and do likewise. Let, let's just break it down here because this parable, this story, the significance of it lies in the identities of the character. First, you have the victim who's presumably going to be a Jewish man because Jesus is speaking to a Jewish man or, you know, he's typically predominantly speaking to Jewish people. And it would make sense that, you know, the main characters in these parables are, are, are Jewish people for the sake of relating. Then you have the priest. He's a religious figure. Right. Probably runs a synagogue or oversees a synagogue, whatever it might be, teaches. Then you have a Levite. These are descendants of the tribe of Levi. These are the priests of the Old Testament. You got the you got the priest. You got the Levi. These are two people that, that are seen as God's servants. These are two people who are then therefore associated with doing good deeds, doing the thing that pleases God. And then you have the Samaritan. Who what is a Samaritan? Samaritan were a people. Oh, they are a people. I believe they're still Samaritans to this day. And in order for us to recognize why Jesus would choose a Samaritan to be the protagonist here, we should first see the history between the Samaritans and the Jews because it was not good. These are two people that would butt heads. These are two groups of people that did not see eye to eye on many things. The Jews did not see Samaritans as real Jews, pure Jews, whatever you want to call it. The Samaritans disagreed on a lot as well. The Samaritans, they didn't observe the prophets. You know, they stuck to the Pentateuch, which is like the first five books, by the way, of the Old Testament. You know, they didn't see any significance in Jerusalem. These people did not see eye to eye so much so that they lived separate. Jews don't talk to Samaritans. Samaritans don't talk to the Jews. The hate was mutual. Gang, gang, whatever, whatever you want to call it. They were not rocking with each other. But yet Jesus chose for the protagonist in this parable or in this story to be a Samaritan. Hmm. Even though he knew that Jews and Samaritans did not see eye to eye. What was he getting at? Why was it the Samaritan that was the protagonist? Not the Levi, not, not the priest. But the one that Jews were conditioned to hate since upbringing now, by now. And the hate was mutual. Samaritans conditioned to hate the Jews. That's what it was. And after giving this parable, Jesus asked, which one of these three do you would you say is being a neighbor to the one that fell among the thieves? And then this scribe, this lawyer, had to admit that it's the one that showed mercy on him. And Jesus told him to go and do likewise because we have received a command from our Savior, from our Lord and Savior, to go and do likewise, to go and be like the good Samaritan. That is the instruction that we have as Christians. To be like the good Samaritan. And what does that look like? It looks like showing mercy on those that need it. Helping those that need it. Sacrificing for those that need it, going out of our way to aid those that need it. Because our neighbor is the person that's right in front of us. It's the person that we run into. It's the person from across the world, whatever it might be. It's your fellow human being because Christ died for all of us, man. 
We talked about the love of God last week, Romans chapter 5, verse 8, in that God demonstrated his love to us in that he sent his son to die for us while we were still sinners. While we were rejecting him, while we were idolaters and witchcraft and, 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 and rebellion against him. God's love transcended our hatred for him. It, it, it even just brushed it off to the side because he knew that he loved us and he was going to demonstrate that love. And this is the love that we are instructed to mimic because Jesus said to be perfect like your father is perfect. Romans 5, what, 48? God wants us to love like he loves. That looks like a love that transcends agreement and disagreement or friend and foe, nationality or race or the religion of this world. God wants us to love, show mercy on those that need it. Give to those that need it. Help those that need it. That's the instruction here as Christians. And if you think about it, this is not merely pro-Israel propaganda, nor is it merely pro-Palestine or Hamas propaganda. This is Christ propaganda. To show mercy on those that need it, to show love, to love your neighbor, man. This is the foundation of it all. I realize that this is not what everybody wants to hear. Some people want to just straight up say this, Emmanuel. Just straight up be on this side. Straight up do this. I recognize, trust me, I feel your frustration. We have the Black Lives Matter movement as well. I feel your frustration. But the point of this episode is not for me to give you the propaganda outside of just Christ propaganda. My, my purpose in this episode is not to tell someone what to do in terms of how you should go about it here and how you should go about it here. The purpose of this episode is to plant the seed, to give us all the reminder here that where we start and how we ought to approach such things, such issues, such wars, such things that are going on in this world, we start with the word of God. We start with the instruction of the word of God as believers. That's what we stand on. And that might not be satisfactory or that might not make it make it seem that now we support this or support that and timely enough that people you know want us to do it right now. But nevertheless, we have to start with the word of God and the word of God is going to lead us to how we ought to approach this whole situation and the actions that we need to do. But if it does not start from the word of God, if it does not preserve the truth and the love that this word of God, this this Bible tells us. That I'm not standing by it. I'm not standing with it. So we start here. The word of God. And that's going to be what leads us to how we should take action. Like I said before, man. I don't know everything. <laughs> Sometimes it's even hard to tell. You know, what's the truth and, and what's the lie? Today it's the truth. Today it's not the truth. <sighs> you know what I don't know instead? More so is that 
Why did God allow this to happen? Somebody asked me that. Why did God allow this to happen? Why is God allowing this to happen? What is God's plan with all of this? You know, a lot of people are theorizing, you know, God's plan for all of this and it's the fulfillment of prophecy. Everybody talking about fulfillment of prophecy, fulfillment of prophecy. All this different stuff that we that we come up with. If God didn't tell you that, man, I, we just got to be very careful what we say is prophecy or what we say God is doing, man. Because if he did not tell you straight up, then you don't know. The way I like to operate is similar to how Moses had operated. I don't know everything, but I know what God has told me. And that's the business that I have. Like, that is my realm to 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 work. I don't know everything, but I know what God has told me. And I know the instruction he has given me. And it's by that instruction I'm going to move and I'm going to navigate whatever situation comes my way. Deuteronomy 29, 29, Moses said this, the secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but the things revealed belong to us and our children forever that we may follow all the words of this law. Moses said this after having given the Israelites the statutes and the commandments of the Lord. And he said, hey, look, there's probably more ways to praise the Lord. There's probably more secrets out there about what things are we got to be doing here, what we got to be doing there. All this stuff that, that God has in his head that he just hasn't revealed to us. That is his business. But what is our business? What is our concern is what he's given us. This is what he's given us. He's given us his word and he's given us his instruction. This is our business and this is what we have to operate by. This is what we have to stand on. This is what we abide by. His word, his commands. Not merely what you see on the news or on TikTok. Not merely what you're just pressured to do by society. But on God's word. And his word gives us an instruction to love your neighbor. And if I see someone that's not loving their neighbor, guess what? I'm going to say something about it. I could rebuke it. I could say that's not okay. It's not okay. Because it goes against the instruction of Christ. That's where we start. The word of God. Being like Christ is following his commands. Being like Christ is loving like Christ. Like I said, I know this is not the most satisfactory answer for everyone. But I believe it's where we start. My heart goes out to the Palestinians that are like legit living and aren't allowed to live because of the onslaught or the oppression. My heart goes out. Do you think there's not Christians in Palestine? Not just for the Christians, but do you think that there aren't? My heart goes out to the innocent, just Israeli folks who probably just got killed. Not because of anything that they did. Just... Collateral, collateral damage. I don't see reason to clap my hands and cheer and be happy. 
I, I don't see reason to say this side is good and all good, but this side is, is, is all bad. I do see, like I said, I have my takes. I have my opinions and I'm still researching. Like, don't get it wrong. Like, you know, I'm not just saying, oh, I don't know. And like, that's it. No, I, I'm still learning about this stuff because every time I feel like I know something, then I hear something different and, and, and it's some wrestling going on as well. But from what I do know, I believe that as Christians, we should start with the word of God. We should not deviate from the word of God and we should end with the word of God in truth and in love. And that might not mean that we are the first to be gun ho about and one track mind and know everything about a subject to post about it and all that different stuff. But it does mean that we should look for ways and be intentional to make sure that we are pleasing God and following Christ's instruction to love our neighbor throughout all of this. And I hope that starting here, we can pray and ask God, Father, give us the instruction on the role we are supposed to play. That's why I always like to pray to God. Show me the role that I'm supposed to play in order to help or in order to do your will, to do what pleases you. We could pray for safety. We could pray for peace. We could pray for um, liberation. We could pray for all these different things. And also pray what God wants you to do. A lot of people say, oh, prayer is not enough. Do this, do that. That's fine. They can say that. Let them say that. People who say prayer is not enough, do they pray even? <laughs> do they pray enough at all to be saying prayer is not enough? Nah, prayer works. But ask God. Ask God for guidance. Please don't just hop on a bandwagon. Do your research. We all need to do more research. Um, and be intentional about showing the love of Christ and undiscriminately. So let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this time. We have this conversation, Lord, um, and I just pray, Lord, for peace. I pray for liberation. I pray for um, just for you, for your justice to reign, oh God, your justice to reign, oh God. You know how you want to call this. You know those that have that dealt wrongly, oh God. You know, and every nook and cranny of this situation, every nook and cranny of this conflict, oh God. And I just pray, Lord Jesus, for those on both sides, oh God. Those that have lost innocent lives, Father God, in one side, maybe more than other, Lord. But nevertheless, oh God, I pray that you help those of us that are ignorant to a lot of things, oh God, to do our research and to take the necessary steps that you want us to take, oh God. Father, we want to love and, and do likewise as the good Samaritan, showing mercy on those that need it. And I pray that you please give us the instruction, give us the role that we ought to play and help us to play it, O oh God, in order to carry out your will, because we are your agents and we are your ambassadors on this planet, Father God. And sometimes we just genuinely need to humbly ask you for guidance because I don't always know what to do. I don't always know what to say. We all don't always know what to do or know what to say. And I just pray, God, that um, you hold our hand and that you help us to get there. 
Father, we want to be obedient to your word. We want to start with your word. We want to go with your word. We want to end with your word. And I pray that you help us to do that, Lord. Um, and ultimately for the way that your church responds to tragedies in this world, for it to not be one that is filled with pride or one that is filled with ignorance, but rather one that is filled with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus name. Amen. I love you guys. Um, I appreciate you guys. Now is the time for us to truly be in prayer. Um, did I pray for peace? Let me, <laughs> I don't know if I did, but just in case I'm going to pray again. And God, I pray Lord that, yeah, I did pray for peace. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. You know, hey, man, you know, keep praying for it. Keep keep praying for peace. Keep praying for liberation. Keep praying for for um, justice. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep keep praying for all of that. Um, but I, I really do hope you guys have a good week. You know, there could be great things going on in your life. But I hope that, you know, amongst rejoicing, that you can also mourn with those that are mourning, grieve with those that are grieving. As, you know, the Bible says it's better to grieve with those that are grieving than be in the house of rejoicing. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I love you guys. If you if you want to have more conversation on this, my DMs are open at underscore. Uh oh, is it Iheke underscore or underscore Iheke? One of those is my Instagram tag. If you want to send me more information, educate me, whatever it might be, please do so. Um, if you have other things you want to talk about in the Bible, talking about, you know, that can give us more outlook on the direction that we're supposed to take. Sure. I love to have those conversations. Um, but, yeah, let's let's do research. You know what I'm saying? Let's pray and ask God like how we ought to um, show mercy, just like the Good Samaritan um, and, and to be boundless with the love that we show um, the people of this world. All right. So I hope you guys have an amazing week, have an amazing day, have an amazing night, whatever time you listen to this. And I'll see you guys next week. I love you guys. Peace.